Okay. Tonight, we are going to speak about, I'm giving you three steps or three pointers on becoming great. You ready? Three pointers on becoming great. First pointer. You ready? Listen good. The Torah teaches us the Torah teaches us in Aliyah Shniya, in the second Aliyah, in this week's Parashat, Parashat Shemot, it says that what? It says, actually, Aliyah Shtishi, actually. He brings down, not even that, sorry. It says like this, Vayikach Ish Mibet Levi. It doesn't say who. It says, Vayikach Ish Mibet Levi. Who did he take? A girl, Mibat Levi. A man from Shevet Levi took a lady from Shevet Levi. Now, who was that? Vayelech ish mi Bet Levi. I got it, the Pasuk. Vayelech ish mi Bet Levi. A man from Bet Levi. Vayikach et Bat Levi. Bat Levi. It doesn't say who. Who was it? Amram. Amram, Moshe's father, remarries, because she got the, they got the, right? Marries who? Yochebed. It doesn't say the names. Why doesn't it say the names? You can't tell me who Moshe Rabbeinu's father is, who the Moshe mother is? Of course, you could say earlier it said this, that, but why here not? You know why? Because one of the, one of the Mepharshim explained, if I would have said Amram and Yocheved gave birth to Moshe, you know what people would start thinking? Should I tell you what people would start thinking? Amram, there's only four people in the whole Torah that didn't sin. Who knows them? Anybody know them? Uh, Binyamin is one. Ishai. Amram. And? Do your homework, come back to me. I'm not going to give it to you. Somebody get it. Somebody get it. Uh, no. No. What does it say in uh, hey? Close, close to King David. All right, look it up. If you don't get it by the end, I'll give you the answer. All right, listen. One of one of the people who never sinned was Moshe Rabbeinu's father. Who was his father? Amram. Now, if I would tell you, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was born from Amram. So, what would you say? No, no. What would you say? You would say, oh, you know why Moshe was so great? He had a daddy that never sinned. He had a father that was so great. Of course he's so great. Imagine I tell you, let's say for example, a basketball player. Oh, the guy's, his father was an NBA MVP for 20 years. Of course he's going to be the best ball player. It's in his blood. It's in his genes. Maybe you'll say that. Maybe. Now he's thinking about the 16 ball players. Morgan Jordan, I knew, it. I knew you were going to say that. Anyway, you get my point though. If, if Jordan's kids were already in, in NBA and they were doing awesome, so automatically you, you would say, oh yeah, no wonder why they're doing awesome because they're Jordan's kids. That's what he would say. That's what he would say. Anyway. But they're not. But they're not. Okay. And anyway, in any case, you got my point I'm trying to make, right? That at the end of the day, people will say that. Maybe you might say that. People will say, oh, you know Moshe Rabbeinu? Where is he from? So you know what the Torah says? I'm not going to tell you who his father is when he gives birth right now. You know why? Because I don't want you to think that greatness is based upon my parents. It's inherited. No, it's, that's exactly the point. Greatness is not inherited. 
Greatness is you work. Everybody starts. And they climb the hill. They climb the mountain. Depending on how great you're able to endure, that's how great you're able to climb the, the, climb the mountain. And that's exactly the point. We're not going to mention who, you, who Moshe Rabbeinu's father is. You know why we're not mentioning who Moshe Rabbeinu's father is? Because then people are going to start thinking, oh, you know why Moshe was so great? Because he had a great father. He had a great mother. He had this, he had that. No, 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 no. He was great because he worked on himself. He was great because he made it himself. He worked on himself and he became great. Not because his parents, of course his parents educated him. But you have to know in life, you could be great, as Moshe Rabbeinu, like Rambam says. You're not going to be Moshe Rabbeinu because Lord come Naviki Moshe. But with your potential, you can max it. I was speaking to my kids. They're like, what do you mean? Daddy, I can be like Moshe. There's no way I can be like Moshe. So I explained to them. Very simple. You see this cup? Right? And take a six-gallon six gallon bottle. Take a six-gallon bottle. If I fill the water up to the cup, did I fill it to the top? I fill it to the top. If I fill the six-gallon bottle to the top, did I fill it to the top? Fill it to the top. Everybody has their potential that they have to reach to the top. It could be you have to fill up the whole thing. But your potential, if you max it, what's the difference between you max your potential? That's your max. Moshe Rabbeinu max his potential. You max your potential. And guess what? Human beings always, has special I don't want to say, but they sell themselves short in life that they feel they can't accomplish. It's not true. There's so much in us that we can accomplish anything that we want. We put our minds to it. You should just know that. In any case, that's the first lesson. You achieve greatness no matter where, who you're born from. Doesn't make a difference. Oh, my father's not Sadiq. Oh, my mother's not Sadiq. Oh, I was born in this neighborhood. You know, Rabbi, you know where I was born? I was born in a, in a town where there was no shoe, Rabbi. I was born in, 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 on a farm, Rabbi. So what? So therefore you can't become great? No, I wasn't born in Yeshiva. So what? Now become great. Start where you are and you'll see how great you'll become. That's the first lesson. Second, we have to know. Who are the midwives? Who are the ones that are receiving the children out from the Jewish woman? Anybody know? Very simple. It was Miriam and Yocheved. But what is the Torah? Who was Miriam? Moshe's sister. Who was Yocheved? Moshe's mother. But why do they call them in the Torah? Shifra and Puah. Why do they call Shifra Yocheved? They call it Shifra. That we, what does that mean, Shifra? She would make her child beautiful. The children that was coming out, she made them nice. You know, sometimes they come out with all the goo and things like that. She wiped them off and she made them look nice. And why Pu'ah Yocheved? Well, Miriam. Miriam was called what? Pu'ah. Why? Because when she would come out, the baby would come out, she would do, Pu, 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 Be quiet, keep you You know, like that. That's what comes from Pu. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like from there. So the question is this. That's what you give them names? Because she, go, 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 to the baby. That's the name you give them, Miriam? Shifra, oh, because she took out the baby and she made him clean. That's the name that you give it? Because I said, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, to the baby. So I'm called like that name? I don't, I don't get it. Anybody want to try and answer for that one? You hear the question? Shall I repeat the question? Everybody hears it. You hear it. Anybody have an answer? I'm going to tell you the answer. I'm going to ask you a question to answer you right now. I'm going to answer you a serious question. If I were to tell you, if I were to tell you, you're in the summer, long level of never happened, you're in the summer on a pool, by a pool, and uh, you're sitting down and things like that, and you see a kid 
drowning in the water. Drowning in the water. You go ahead. Oh my goodness, the kid's drowning. You go ahead. You jump in with your clothes on. You grab the kid out. You saved his life. He, you saved him from drowning. Are you a hero? Are you somebody special like wow? Or no? What do you think? You're saying no doubt. He's saying I don't think you're a hero. Why don't you think he's a hero? Honestly speaking, of course, in, in the terms th- that he saved the child, he's a hero. But if you look at everybody else in the room, everybody that would be sitting there would do the same thing. You got to be nuts if you see a kid drowning in the water and you don't pull him out. Who in this room wouldn't pull a kid out from a drowning pool? Every single person would pull a cat. It just that happens to be that this guy saw it. But if I would have saw it, I would also pull them out. So what makes him so special? What makes this person so special out of every human being? Because he saw a kid drowning. If I would see a kid drowning, I would also pull him up. Natural, Na- natural instinct is, you see a kid drowning, you're going to pull him up. So, so what makes him so more special? Because he saw it. What makes him special? So I'm going I'm to explain. I'm going I'm to finish it off. Of course he's special. He saved a life. Let's not get that. Let's not get that. Uh, let's not get off track. Of course he's special. He saved a life. It doesn't make a difference. You didn't. He did. That's it. I told you one time I was with my wife. We first got married. We were on a store, East 4th, we were, there was a pizza store, and there's a kid, I'm telling you, kid was uh, having the pizza, then he went to the gumball machine. Yeah, he took a gumball, and he swallowed the gumball. He was, a, he was a six-year-old kid. It got stuck in his throat. True story, it happened when I was in the pizza store. It got stuck in his throat. Now, like, you know, you, know, you hear it a little bit. But you know, you're not thinking, uh, come on, you know, so scope it out, you know what I'm saying? You know, a little bit, push a little bit. That's what you think in your mind. All of a sudden, the mother gets up, frantic. She says to the Spanish guys making the pizza, save my son! And they're just making the pizza. I'm not joking, they're making the pizza. They don't, they don't realize what's going on. They really don't realize what's going on. They don't know what's going on. What are you talking about? Maybe they don't understand English. I don't know. But at the end of the day, they're not, they're, they're, they don't know what's going on. Then she turns to people amongst the, the stores like, somebody save my son, she's screaming. My wife's like, get up and, 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 and do something. I was like, the truth is, I was in shock. Like, I see, now I see the kid's face turning like, you know, colors. Like, I, I don't know what. My wife just got up, grabbed the kid, did the Heimlich. I, you know, like, you see the thing? I saw the gumbo coming out of the kid. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wish I got the kid's name because now he's he's must uh, he must it's at least uh, you know he's at least I don't know how old he is but like it was like six seven years ago the story but but um uh, I saw this firsthand so my wife's a hero anybody would just do that right she is she's a hero of course right she married me she's a hero <laughs> anyway says like this so he says like this so I'm gonna tell you the difference everybody will do that. So what makes him special? It's about what you do after. Meaning to say, if I save this child, then I go, nobody's there. I go around, I put him on the chair, I say, listen, you okay? I go all out. I say, you know what? I know something happened with you right now. I'm taking it to the ice cream store. Let's just chill out. Let's have an ice cream. Let's have an ice cream together. And you get him whatever you want, you get it. 
Yeah, give me the triple, uh, you know, scoop with the, with the extra fudge and the peanut butter sauce and the crunch and the this and the that. And the kid's just eating it away. He says, no problem. Is everything okay? Can I get you another glass of water? Maybe you want Snapple. Maybe you want this. Maybe you want that. And then you take him to the home. Listen, your son's a beautiful kid. Everything's good. Da, da, da. You explain to her what happened. And, and that, you see the detail, made a whole difference. I took the kid. I went out of my way. I did this and I did that. I did that. For Shifra and Pu'ah, the fact that they're saving Jewish children, who wouldn't save Jewish children? You are coming them out. Of course, you might say, what do you mean? Otherwise, Pharaoh will kill them. But at the end of the day, she's saving them. But she, they didn't end there. They took care of the child. She could have just pulled it out. Okay, I saved the child. Boom. A mother, you take care of the child. You clean him up. You do ooh, ah, and, and I'll see you later. No, 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 no. They stayed until the child was fully, completely calm and they gave it to the mother. It wasn't just like, oh, I, I delivered the child. Okay, here you go. No, 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 no. I delivered the child. But that, everybody would deliver a child. Nobody would kill a baby. But right now, I'm going to clean him up for you. I'm going to make sure he's quiet. Then I'm going to hand it over to you. Great. When a person takes care of the details. And they stuck their neck out. Greatness is where you go for the details. For example, you're going to get married. You're going to get married soon. The details. Your wife, it's, it's very, very easy. You come home, you eat, you this, you that, everything. You, everybody has the standard routine, right? They go home, they come home, they eat dinner, they say hello to their wife, they go learn. That's a routine. But the difference is between men is the man that the once in a while, the little details where you, where you text your wife after dinner. By the way, it was such an enjoyable dinner. I like the fact that we're able to eat together. Wow. That takes the woman to the next level. She feels, wow, he appreciates me. It's the card. It's not just the gift. You're going to give a gift for your anniversary. You're going to give a gift for your, for your wife's, wife's birthday one day. And then what what's, what's matters it's the card that you send in. And you put the gift in the card. By the way, honey, you're the best uh, marriage... Somebody just sent me a, 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 te- a picture of him and his wife. It was the 23rd anniversary. I wish them a happy anniversary. I see him and his wife holding a glass of mug together like cheers. And he writes to me, 23 years of marriage and we did not get into one fight. Wow. It's the little things, the little things. He takes care of it. I told you, once in a while, don't be afraid. Hold the door for your wife. You're going for a wedding. You're going out for dinner. You're going out for this. You're going out for an event. Hold the door for your wife. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen to your hand. Trust me. You know, open up the door and, 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 and feel good about it. About that. Of course, when it's permitted, of course. Now, can we say a little more words? Please. That is, that's first step of greatness. Take care of the little details in your life. Take care of the details. Look, look out. For the small things. The small things make the difference. Second, it says later on, it says, Vayigdal Moshe. Moshe got older. Now, what does that mean, Vayigdal Moshe? He became an adult? That's the Torah doesn't waste any words. <laughs> it says, Vayigdal Moshe. Moshe got older. He went to his brothers. Who cares if he got older or not? I don't understand. He became an adult, so he was able to go out. That's what Torah is teaching you. Oh, he became an adult. What is the Torah telling me? Rabbi Melchizedek says, he says like this. Vaidal Moshe. You know what it means? Of course, he got older, but that's not the point of the Torah teaching you. The Torah is teaching you is like this. 
It's teaching you that a great person is a person who goes out of his way to help. I'll give you an example. Moshe's, where is Moshe? In the palace. If you're in a palace of a king, you could chill. You could chill. Trust me, you think Paro didn't have a garden and a boardwalk and a thing like that next to his thing? He had a whole thing. But what does Moshe do? He says, I'm Jewish. I'm good in my palace. But I want to see if my brothers need my help. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask them if they need my help. And if they do, I'm going to go and help. You see, it's easy in life. A person can have his own life, his own four corners. He says to himself, listen, this is my life. I'm happy that I'm living good. I remember back in the day, about five years ago, there was a fellow over here. He told me that he was uh, not keeping Shabbat. And I told him, keep Shabbat. And he finally started keeping Shabbat. Then I asked him, do you have other friends that don't keep Shabbat? Do you have any other friends that don't go to Shi'urim? Do you have any friends like that? He said, Rabbi, I have a whole ton. I, have a, I'm, 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 I was the leader of 10, 15 guys. I tell him, could you please bring um, one or two of them to Shi'ur? Get them, get them a little bit more inspiration. She tells me, Rabbi, I'm not worrying about nobody myself. I want to tell you something. This is a person, he has to understand. You're a Jew. Of course, I'm not telling you to pull yourself down. But I'm telling yourself, there's a way to reach out to others. That's a big person. A big person says, wait, my Jewish brethren right now, they need me. Let me see what they need. Let me go out of my way. Let me analyze. And then let me reach out. You know what Moshe does? What's after the greatness of Moshe? He went to his brothers. He didn't just stay in the palace. I'm good. A guy has loads of money. Ah, I have loads of money. You have the people where he goes out. Where can I give my charity to? He goes out. He doesn't keep his whole pile of money in his bank account where he sees extra zeros and zeros and zeros and zeros and zeros. He goes out and he says, where can I put my money to? Oh, Shul's helping me out. Let me help them out. Oh, this is happening. This guy needs help. Let me go help him out. You understand what I'm trying to say? I knew of a fellow where he went ahead. He told me, I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going on a trip to, to help out from Israel. I know there's a few poor families that, that he knew personally. He went out and he gave them money, cash money. True story that I know. He went ahead. I said, what are you doing in Israel? He said, I made this amount of money. I'm going around. You don't have to go to Israel. You go over here. Over here also, there's people that need help. Look around. People that are not religious. Look around. Go out and pull out. We started a teenage program. Now, this teenage program, we had no joke. I didn't know how it started, but I'll tell you what happened. One Saturday night, there's an organization called URA. You ever hear of URA? URA called me up. They said they need a place where they can learn. Uh, uh, kids. I said, use the upstairs. They come to use the upstairs. I took a video. They had like 150 kids learning. Kids. Kids. I was like, on a Saturday night, 150 kids learning? I said to myself, and, and eventually, they, after two weeks, they didn't need the place, and they, and, they, and they left, they went to whatever, whatever they went. I said to myself, 150 kids, they reached out, that means there's 150 kids out there that could be learning. I went ahead, I said, I'm going to make sure that we're going to get 100 teenagers learning. Now, I could show you videos right after this class of 30 to 50 teenagers in about three weeks to a month. Sitting down and learning upstairs Monday and Tuesday nights, and they come Sunday nights once in a while, they come Thursday nights once in a while, late night, they come Shabbat morning. 30 to 50 teens 
Why? Person says, wait, there, there's a need. Let me go out and help. Let me go out and reach out to, to my brethren who open up things. It's not hard. Look at all these organizations that open up. Hatzalah. How did it start Hatzalah? He was walking one time in the street and he saw a guy had a heart attack and nobody was there to help him. By the time they called, he called the ambulance. The ambulance took too long to get there. The guy died. So he said, I'll never let that happen again in my life. He made an organization called Atzalah that they go, if you look at your time, call the regular ambulance and call Atzalah, you'll see the difference. In, even if it's by one second, you could save the guy's life earlier. Even by one second. They run, they rush, they this, they that, they that. Look at everything else. You ever hear of Chaverim? Uh, you ever hear of that? What, Shomrim? You ever hear of these things? What's this organization? One guy saw, oh, he was stuck on the highway. He didn't have AAA. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He says, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck, 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 stuck. He said, you know what? I'm going to get a few guys together. We're going to start Chaverim. What's Chaverim? You call them up. You're stuck somewhere. You have a flat. You have a this. You have a that. Call them up. They come. They help you. They tow your tire. They, they change your tire. They do this. They do that. Why? It's an idea. Help out your brothers. There's something called Mitaskim. You ever hear of Mitaskim? You know what that is? A person has Shalom. What, how did that, that start? Avail. A person has lost, lost, lost a loved one. The, lost, the people that there, they don't have the energy to go ahead and set up their house with chairs and tables and this and that. They go ahead and they set the table, chairs, they set it up all for you. Why? Because a person said, my brethren need help in this situation, let me go help them. Think of ideas. Everyone in this room, by the way, you can use them, including myself, you can use your imagination to think how Bnei Se'el needs my help. And everybody can I'm with a hoodie, I, don't, I can't help Rabbi, you know, who's going to listen to me? I'm in a hoodie. They'll listen to you more, actually. They'll listen to you more. You know how I know? I'll tell you how I know. I was in a, I was in a house. Somebody called me up. Rabbi, there's a house for sale on East 10th Avenue N. Okay? The house is still for sale. Anyway, says, go check it out. I just walked in. I walk in. As I'm walking out, I see a guy. See one of the kids. And he walks in with me. And actually, I was leaving and he's walking in. And I said, what are you, I, I can't open the door for you. I don't know who you are. He's like, just walking in the house. Like, uh, who are you? I, I'm leaving. You can't just walk into the lady's house. No, no, no. She knows I'm coming. I was like, oh, one second, one second. I'm like holding the door. I was like, do you know somebody's coming? I don't know who it is. He looks, oh, no. Yeah, I know him. So I, I, I walk in and I said, what do you do? And he starts telling me about, uh, you know, all of a sudden I speak to him. I said, listen, the guy, I told him, let's make a shiur together. Let's make a shiur, me and you, because he was telling me about his friends, they don't have shiur. I said, me and you, let's make shiur together. You make it, and I'll come give shiur. He went ahead, he got maybe 30 people. In one night, the people that came, they got so inspired, they called me up, this Sunday night we're having another shiur. He made a whole event again, Sunday night. This time he rented out a whole, uh, whole uh, place. Belina, they have to maybe I'll send out, I'll send out to the boys. He made a whole event, a place, and this and that. What happened? All from one night. You could make a change in Bnei Sale. Think, use the imagination. See what Bnei Sale could use. Even in a shul. I told one guy, he was in a shul that was like a thousand people in the shul. I, 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 I told him because it was the truth. I said, over there you're a number, over here you'd be a player. We don't have a thousand people now in shul. But over here you could be a player. And he said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to come. And he came in and he started making changes. He said, Rabbi, can I do this? And Rabbi, can I do that? He used to buy flowers every day, every Shabbat. He used to put it on the, on the bimah. Rabbi, I want to make Hashem's house beautiful. Make God's great, house great again, you know? I want to put flowers. <laughs> and he put flowers on the bimah. 
I said, you see, if you'd go there, who knows? If they would, they wouldn't, this, that, that. I said, over here, we're open. We need more ideas to build up the shul, build up the class, build up this, build up that. Think on your own imagination because you want to be great in life. You know how Moshe became great in life? He went to see what's the needs of my brethren. What do they need? I just got a call uh, um, uh, a few, uh, few uh, two, two days ago. I have the flyer. I can show you the flyer. However, you can send that also. What happened? A, a, a girl called me up through Chazak. What happened? This girl, she said, in her area, there wasn't, there wasn't shiur. Girls making shiur. So, so what she do? She organized the class. She's telling me 50 girls come every week, once a week. And I have the flyer to show it in this. I went to another place. This lady, I said, what do you do? She took me downstairs to her basement and she showed me a whole stack of... Uh, of, um, uh, uh, I don't know, all these different things. I said, what is this? She tells me every Friday night, this is what she does. Every Friday night, she invites anyone, if, if, if let's say, for example, uh, if there is a widow or somebody got divorced, something like that, she invites them to the house because sometimes they don't have a place to eat for Shabbat. She invites all of them and she makes it with that Shabbat. Amazing. I, I was there, I saw it. People think out of the box. See what your brethren need. See what they need. And you know what? You can make such a difference. You ever hear of the mitzvah man? You ever hear of, what happened in the mitzvah man? Regular guy. Regular, he's body by mic. You know, you know what I'm talking about by mic? He's a, he's a trainer, personal trainer. He's a personal trainer. What happened? He went ahead. Right? You, know, you know what I'm talking about, Billy? What happened? He went ahead. He saw, he saw, he saw there was a need. How, let's say for example, he has a thing. What is it? Let's say a person needs a, a minyana, or, or, or somebody needs a ride, or somebody needs something. He puts on as a chat, oh guys, if anybody's around this, 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 this person needs help. There's an old lady that she needs milk, she doesn't have milk. Please, there's an old lady that doesn't, they, they can't shovel the snow, can somebody go shovel the snow? And he sends it out, and people go, do it. This, it's an idea, and, and it took off. It took off. I will tell you, just think a little bit, how could I help more? How could I, even in the shul, see I could be more. Maybe you guys could think, oh, you know what I want, you know what I want to do? I want to institute, maybe for our boys Wednesday night, let's up it up a notch, let's learn Gemara twice a week, three times a week, or once a week. Let's have a minyan Sunday morning. Uh, Rabbi, I want to come in, I'm going to bring crazy coffee, donuts, bagels. We'll do a late minyan at 10, 10 a.m. We'll chill after, we'll learn a little bit after, we'll do things a little bit after. Why not? Think about ideas. You arrange it, I'll come to your, your, your event. That's what I'll do, no problem. But think out of the box. How can I help? How can I do? How can I do? And when you do that, you're learning what this great valuable lesson is. You're learning the valuable lesson like Moshe. Vayigdal Moshe. You know how you become great? You go out to see what your brothers need.